Can you hear me? I hear you. And it worked out that we got disconnected because it was my daughter calling from school to get picked up. Why? <laughs> it's like <laughs> being a parent just means that you're always on your toes. Does she feel sick? Yeah, she feels sick. So you pick them up from school often or is it? No, but I have three kids. So chances yeah. are, you know, there's always something. <laughs> And if yeah. I don't pick them up, there's like a teacher work day or something like, right. Or a holiday, which there already was this Monday and last Monday was a holiday. So it's Fun. been back to back to back. Yeah. I remember, you know, if I tried to call my mom to come pick me up from school, I had to be really fucking sick. I had the exact opposite mom. Oh, my toe hurts. And my mom's like, oh, you want to stay home? I'm like, yes. Speaking of toes, my friend, the podiatrist scooped my soft corn out last night and my toe feels so much better. But then I went out with her to dinner to celebrate my birthday a little early and we drank a lot of wine and now I feel like shit and I'm drinking Pedialyte. All right, let's get started real quick because these are all topics I want to talk about in today's episode. Well, hello again, Coco lovers. Corinne and Corinne here, and this is the Hot Coco Show. And we are officially in motherfucking Aquarius season. Ugh, that scares me. We're the certified freak of the Zodiac, apparently, according to Nylon Magazine. I love people with the Aquarius sign. Every single Aquarius I've ever met. But interesting. I do think you might be the sign that's a little hard to date. I'm not sure. You know, it's different for every sign, I guess, or so they say. And this actually goes into something we wanted to talk about because you sent me one of those personality tests last night. Yay. Did you do it? I did take it. I was Ooh. a little drunk on wine. So, you know, but we'll get into that in a minute. I just want to remind everyone because I am Aquarius to hydrate, stay hydrated. Bitches be thirsty out there. You know what I mean? I'm double fisting, but one dehydrates and one hydrates. So, <laughs> so you're like canceling. I drink out. so much fucking coffee that I'm all jacked up on coffee. And then I tone it down with the water, but essentially I'm just evening it out. On the partner tip though, relationship tip. I honestly, my only successful relationship has been with another Aquarius. I could so see that. Yeah. We're both, we're both out there. There, we both have very big ideas. We yeah. like to do the same things. We like to be a little dicey. We live life on the edge. We don't like rules or conforming or time time schedules. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne is always late. I'm not late to things that I actually have to go to, but like, right. like you know, your own schedule. Down... Right. My mom was always the last one to pick me up. Uh, so like I have carried that into my adulthood mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now I'm basically the first person on the carpool line. And I don't think my kids appreciate it because I was that bitch that would be standing there rain or shine mm -hmm. waiting for my mother. And it wasn't, I mean, oh. she was just, she it's okay because you know what, now that I stronger. see how scattered my brain is, uh -huh. I, I, I get her. Right. So that actually goes into something we wanted to talk about today because you sent a personality test yesterday and I did take it. I was a little, you know, drunk on wine. I also have to say I broke my my dryuary fast. So my tolerance was very low. So I didn't even drink that much, but I was feeling good last night. Not feeling great today, having to drink the Pedialyte. That's what you have to do in your 40s. Yeah. 
up. I hear you. 40 year old life hack, drink some Pedialyte after a night of drinking too much wine. But so (laughs) along with astrology, it's a concept that was made up by humans. So there's going to be flaws. The same can be said about personality tests. When I started going back to school, I took a personality psychology class and they talk a lot about how to measure personality and all these different personality tests that are available for you to take. And I just want to read this one thing. I went into my personal library and found my textbook for the class. Oh, nice. I'm impressed. It's called Personality, Classic Theories and Modern Research by Howard Friedman and Miriam Schustak. Okay. Let me get prepared here. Let me move my bong out of the way so I can read from my very... (laughs) Okay. This segment of the book is titled, Is There One Best Method of Assessment? And that's talking about personality assessments. Which personality assessments are best? The answer depends in part on the person, the assessor, and the purpose of the assessment. So when you think about personality tests or measures, you think about validity and how valid these measures are. So it says the validity of almost all personality assessment techniques are threatened by the overgeneralization phenomenon of the Barnum effect, the tendency of individuals and clinicians to readily accept vague personality descriptions as though they were valid and specific. So that can be said about astrology. That can be said about this personality test that you sent me. People could flub the answers a little bit right? because of what we want it to say about ourselves. That's Mm. one problem. Makes sense. This one specifically is called 16 personalities and agree is at one end and disagrees at the other end. And then it gives you a bunch of numbers in between that you can kind of pick. Are you in the middle? Are you closer to the agree side? Are you closer to the disagree side? So that also can be a little difficult to measure validly. So I just want to throw that out there. It's funny. I sent it to a friend of mine and she texted me back this morning. She's like, hey, I'm not really happy with my answers, but I know I kind (laughs) of was like fucking with it a little bit. Like she knew that she wasn't really, her answers weren't legit. So she said, I'm thinking of having my husband take it for me. <laughs> so That's let him answer. Something, yeah. yeah. So I he's like, send let you me. a couple. Although I thought mine, I got, I took the personalities test last night and maybe I got a little excited because I tried to keep it as keep real, it real as I could. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so mine was the campaigner. That's what I got too. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Look at that. Look at that campaigner. And we're wearing the same hairstyle today. And I never do <laughs> hairstyles. And I'm wearing <laughs> your signature white tank top, which I never wear. Oh, that is funny. See? Okay. It's Aquarius season. We got the same personality description, Mm -hmm. which was funny because it did mention about us needing to be on the dance floor. Did you read that part? Oh, really? I didn't get that far. Yeah, here it is. Seeking joy. Campaigners are proof that seeking out life's joys and pleasures isn't the same as being shallow. Seemingly in the blink of an eye, people with this personality type can transform from impassioned idealists to carefree figures on the dance floor. Huh. I thought it was very interesting. Under weaknesses, people pleasing is the first one. And Mm -hmm. I definitely have a problem with that. Guilty. Also being unfocused. Guilty. Which I think has a little bit to do with some ADD. Undiagnosed ADD or ADHD personally. Same. Over accommodating. Mm -hmm. I do that. Overly optimistic. I do have Mm -hmm. a problem with that. I was (laughs) Rob and I, um, since the new year, our goal is to work out, do some sort of aerobic activity at least for 30 minutes a day and we've been going on our little walks and every time I just am 
jolly positivity out there. I'm smiling at everyone. Woo, this is great. Captain fucking positivity over here. Rob gets annoyed. He's like, tone it down a little. You got to tone it down. <laughs> That's going to be my mission from now on. I'm just going to fucking spread joy. Spreading <laughs> fucking joy. <laughs> I always say that too. But then this morning I got, I got called negative. Sometimes. I don't know my, sometimes my algo, cause you know, for a hot cocoa show, a lot of times I'm doing searching for things on Instagram and I get like these little pop-ups and a lot of them are negative. And I already struggle with what to eat every day to stay in shape. And I feel like I woke up this morning and I was just like, fuck the fridge, fuck the cabinets, like nothing. Mm. I'm like, oh, now eggs are bad. I can't eat this <laughs> fucking waters and fucking bot. I forget it. I, I just feel like every time I like something, there's new research suggests too much consumption of fill in the blank. And this happens every single day. And I, I can't live like this. Like I, yes, I am a fitness instructor. I believe in getting my mind, body and soul fit. That is true. But I can also <laughs> Also do a lot of self-destruction to my body. I yes. am not afraid to say it. I jack myself up on caffeine on an empty mm. stomach. No bueno. Moderation is key. Yeah, I know. But I'm also like getting annoyed with it because I just can't live in that mindset that everything that I'm consuming or doing is bad for me. Mm. I just want to live. I don't know. I'm trying to think happy thoughts. I actually, somebody wrote in. So thank you for all of you that are writing in. Chloe wants us to discuss love a little bit. Mm. And so when I read it last night, I was laying in bed and it reminded me me of something. We were younger and there was, I don't even know. I, I want to say it was like 12 dozen roses sent to my house. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I knew that. you guys could throw this to you. That was and the craziest thing. The fucking craziest shit. I was living in a building in Miami and one day, I don't know if you were with me. I was or staying I... at your apartment at the time. We had just okay. moved to Miami. That's what it was. And I get a phone call from the guy downstairs and he said, you have a delivery that's alive and you have to come pick it up we're like what the we're fuck like is what that? the fuck we get down to the lobby mind you we're probably I don't know how old are we 19 I had just turned 21 I'm pretty sure okay so we go downstairs and there's legit like 200 roses or like I don't even maybe it was more 500 roses I don't, how many roses was it it was I like don't know. it was insane it was like an ins and I was like are you sure and they're like yeah I'm sure. And, we like, and the note was, it said something like your secret admirer. Like yes. there wasn't even a name on the thing. Or I think like, there was a phone number or something. But uh, they brought them up to your apartment. They helped bring them up because there was so many. There was and I just, so I'll many. never forget it. They were filled. Your apartment was filled with roses. Filled with love, Chloe. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I get why the Kardashians are so obsessed with filling love their roses. house. Filling their oh house with God. roses. And I remember the sun was setting and it was coming yeah. and it was yes. like it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen it was so pretty Corinne and I looked at each other and there's this phone number on the thing and we're like so do we call <laughs> like, the you number you have to call it you have to call it and next thing you know we're at dinner at this local beautiful restaurant getting ready to meet the person who is on the <laughs> other end of this phone number who we have no Guys, idea we were 21 is. we were single yeah. and we went to Prezzo remember we 
were living our best life at Prezzo. Yeah, we were <laughs> living our best life. And uh, I used to work there, by the way. I mean, we used to go there all the time. It was like a local uh, restaurant. The bar scene was popping. It was just yep. a very cool place. Is it still open? No, it's not. But it was Bad. the spot to go to. It was. So I, don't ask us how, but I'm not ever claiming that we made great decisions no. in our lifespan. But this was pre-kids, pre-marriage. At least we went to a public place. I mean, mm-hmm. the story gets more dicey as it goes on, but it started out at a public place. <laughs> Chloe, I know this was not the love episode you were envisioning, but we were feeling the love that day. We were like, maybe, so- I mean, maybe somebody a- loves us. Yeah. To have a secret admirer. Is- and I think the note said something about being beautiful. I don't know. Yes. I we were eating it I've up I've seen alive. you. We were- it was something like, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen you. you in the lobby. I yeah, see you in, in the, the lobby, lobby every day or something. So like, a, it's oh. kind of creepy, first of all. Very um, fucking creepy. We're like, maybe we can get a free dinner out of it or something. Because when you're young, you're struggling. Yeah, you are. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect. I think in my mind, I was thinking... It's a young person, (laughs) someone our age. Oh my God. I thought about this story, but I didn't think about the aftermath of like actually telling the story and it's getting Uh, worse right now. It gets worse. It gets worse. I didn't think about the ramifications. Okay, go ahead. So he, the person walks in and he is definitely in his (laughs) sixties. Which actually, now that I'm closer to 60, no shade to the 60 year olds out there because it's creeping up on us. But yeah, we weren't expecting that. And then (laughs) the dinner was really fucking awkward. But he mentioned something about possibly having... <laughs> marijuana. The way your building is set up, there's actually two buildings owned by the same company, and he lived in the other building. So right. he lured us back to his apartment. When, oh my gosh, this story is getting really bad. With marijuana, and we were like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" No, I think that might have been my first time. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> this is why we do, we maybe have to explore doing video because the face you just made me was hilarious. And <laughs> I'm sad that our listeners can't see it. Well, we go back to his apartment and he starts telling us this story about how he was in prison for the last 25 years or so. He's been there for a very long time. He just got out like a year ago. I, I you know, I blocked that part out. I didn't even remember that part. First of all, he made a mistake. So he says, <laughs> The roses weren't even for us. They were for some other girl that he's been stalking in the lobby of the building. And he sent him to the wrong apartment. Thankfully. That actually made me feel better. Yeah. When we heard that Actually, you know what? It was kind of cool getting to know him. I want to say he was like some drug lord. I don't know what it was. So he keeps telling the story. Have you ever seen the movie Right. I was the guy that was friends oh God. with the, the main guy. That's what he Be told careful. us. Be careful. Maybe you should block oh, that part out of should've. the story. Yeah. He was in a, a major drug lord movie and it was something in connection with that. I'm not trying to get murdered by the mafia over here. Hell no. No. But it is Miami. You know, you want to hear a crazy story? Someone I know, their dad, also from Miami, found a bunch of cocaine and marijuana in a dumpster Ooh. back in the day because 
They like to hit up the dumpsters, a little dumpster diving, you know, that freegan lifestyle. So he gets in the dumpster. He finds a bunch of fucking drugs. He has a shady friend. He doesn't know what to do with it. He takes the drugs, which it was probably a drop-off point, drop-off pickup point for the drug dealers. Was this back in the 80s or when was this? It was like in the 70s. Oh, okay. Way before our time. Way before Way our time. Way before our time. Well, not that. Yeah, not way before that. far before our time. I was born in 81, sis. Listen, I'm trying to milk it. My kids say I'm from the olden days. I died when I saw that TikTok the other day. The girl's like, I, and then I'm just going to put some barrettes in my hair like this, like they used to do in the olden days. Like, what the fuck? The olden days? The, in the olden days, people sent us millions of roses and took us to dinner and were really sketchy. And we went back to their apartment. And yeah. we, by the way, to, to conclude that story, letting you circle back after this, we ran for the fucking hills. We got out of there after we got We our got out of there <laughs> real quick. We hope you meet that beautiful lady. If you want the roses back, let us know. He's like, no, you can keep them. And the rest yeah, is history. Yeah, we're like, deuces. Don't call yeah. us again. Okay, so back to the story. So he, the dumpster. So he had a shady friend and he went to the guy and he was like, listen, I found all this shit. What should I do with it? And the guy's like, I'll take it and I'll sell it for you and keep some of the money, obviously. So fucking takes it. He sells it. And that's how he bought his first house. And now oh he owns God. all this property in Miami, like five different properties in Miami. Oh. Because of this fucking drug money, you would get killed over that shit. Yeah, you, you sure you want to tell that story? <laughs> That's why I'm saying a friend of I don't, you know, it's a it's not a friend, loose. just like one time. Someone I, heard I know, story. I heard yeah. this story. <laughs> I heard this story on somebody else's podcast. Wow, <laughs> definitely don't know the person in real life. Wow, um, wow. So I started oh the Bachelor God. last night. Well, speaking of love, this is another topic of love for Chloe. Love. Corinne loves the Bachelor, and it's a show about Freaking love. Can love the Bachelor. <laughs> Bachelor, okay, and I am not afraid to say it. I have a bachelorette slash bachelor chat slash oh. bachelor in paradise. Any oh, the only content that goes on this chat is about any of those three shows. And we were texting last night because it was a little snooze worthy. It always is in the beginning because there's like oh, the 30, show? I guess there's like 30 girls that come out. Yeah, they come one by one out of the limousine to introduce themselves. Oh, so this is like episode one. This was episode one. Got it. Each person is coming out to meet the person. And you know what? I have been Judgy McJudger. And I wasn't really a fan of him. And then I just started doing like a little research on him last night. And I was like, you know what? Don't judge a book by its cover. And that's why I like the show because it's kind of like you're trying to see if they could like fall in love with this person. And they're kind of learning about the person at the same time that you're learning about the person. Like you're kind of like, I get into it because I believe- Do you think that is possible? Do you think that real love can happen in that short amount of time? Okay. I do believe I had kind of like a love at first sight thing with my mm -hmm. husband. Mm -hmm. I never experienced it before. Rob says the same thing. Doesn't mean that we are not challenged every single day. Oh, for sure. A relationship, we, we'll yeah. talk about this every episode mm -hmm. just to hammer the point home that you always have to work on your relationship. It is not happily ever after like Disney told us. No. And so, yes, I do believe in love, but I also believe you have to love work at, at first love. Sight. Yeah. Love at first sight or, you know, you just something, something's and there. I guess the people on that show are really ready to find love for the most part. That's what they say. Anyway, if they're not like, being thirsty and like, they're right. not on it for fame recognition <clears throat> or more Instagram followers. And which... is there, can you pick up on that? Is there a lot of 
that happening? I, yeah, there's a yeah. decent amount, but there's been some successful couples on the show. And how many do you know? I don't know the exact number, but there's like, there's like a few that have had kids. Like oh, really? I didn't, wow. I started it probably like eight or nine years ago, I want to say, but I remember watching the first season because it was a super big deal when it first yeah. happened. People were like, what the fuck is this? It's funny. We watch it. And so many times my husband will be like, they're all hoes. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, like, okay, you're not Damn. really a hoe, but like, think about it. Like you're about all the men, making, though? but you're, oh, well, they do it in both ends. I'm saying, well, yeah. not in both. Well, not in both ends. No, not. <laughs> well, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes of the bachelor. They should do the X-rated bachelor though. I'd watch that one too. And add it to my chat. <laughs> my god <laughs> they should do it <laughs> and next week's x-rated bachelor backdoor bachelor oh yeah bleep bleep yeah backdoor oh my goodness, oh my goodness. i can't that but you know hilarious. what how good would that that's be? a topic for a different day yeah and that's gonna be on our late night podcast I don't um, mean, we did talk about Pete golden showers the other day. So a little we're, butt play, never heard anyone. We're laying it out there right now. We are laying it out there. So hard. Oh my God. I feel like now everything I say is sexual. Um, oh. It's hard to restrain myself from saying really inappropriate things. Please right don't. Now. So I'm trying to not gross you out. <laughs> I won't get grossed out. The truth uh, is, God. the truth is it's very hard to, I, I don't, have that much like shard. <laughs> Corinne turned on that little switch. I used to call people and pretend like I was a phone sex operator. Yeah, it was my favorite I, you know, thing to do for a while. It is fun to do it. I'm actually gonna take the vibe vampire of the week, but not at this age. I was probably 13. And my friends and I, some of whom I'm still friends with, used to prank call people at 3 a.m. and oh. say, Hey, crotch. Crash. And hang up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> Terrible. Bye, vampire goes to me so and my 13-year-old self. Hilarious. And all your little 13-year-old friends, too. Yeah, we all Man. did. It was terrible. Prank calling, though, used to be the highlight of our little lives back did then. Did you press star 69? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who came up with that number? Yeah, why was it star 69? Some of our listeners will not know what that is, so I'm going to explain real quick. Oh, back in God. the day, before <laughs> cell phones existed, before mobile phones, I don't even know if they call them cell phone anymore, pre-smartphones, there was a time when you had to be at your house, physically at your house to talk on the phone. And so you could dial certain numbers. There was a party line. You could get all a bunch of people on the phone at one time. I can't remember what you had to dial for that. But if you press star 69 before you called somebody, it would block your number from showing up on a person's caller ID. So they couldn't call you back. But then you could press, if you were that person, you could press star 67 and fucking call the person back. So you had to be really careful. If you got a call back right away, you knew not to fucking answer that shit. Also, you had to beg your parents for your own phone line. Right. And if you didn't, because I got mine maybe when I was about 13, but if you didn't have your own phone line, it was very dicey because yeah. someone would call back and your parents would pick up the phone and they'd be like, what the fuck? And then you would get in trouble. One time I was talking to my boyfriend on the phone before I had my own phone line talking about love. So my dad picks up the phone right as my boyfriend at the time. I asked him, 
what he did with my bandana. What'd you do with my bandana? And he's like, I wrapped it around my dick. Oh, right. <laughs> as my dad picks up the phone and he's like, Corinne, I need you to come downstairs right now. Fuck. And then I was not allowed out of my house ever again. <laughs> I used to eavesdrop on anybody at my house because you could pick up the phone quickly if you were like slick enough, really quietly and like press like the thing. And then you press mute right when you pick up the phone. Boom, pick it up, mute. I used to get all the insider scoop yep. about my mom and all her friends. Yeah. And like the family drama too. Oh yeah. Lots of family uh -huh. drama. So good. Those days yeah. are long gone. Yeah. They're fucking gone. Now it's all about getting into someone's DMs and reading their DMs. I had mm. a friend. So again, on the topic of love, they wanted their boyfriend to turn on share location on their phone and share their location with them all the time. And I told her, like, I don't think you should ask him to do that. He's not going to like that. I would not be like, you don't fucking trust me. <laughs> not that I'm trying to hide anything, but I don't know. I just, I hate that feeling that I'm being watched all the time. Yeah. It's kind of weird. A relationship is a lot about trust. And if you're not trusting him, this says something It's a little deeper that you need to explore. That's funny because yesterday it said like some air tag thing on my phone and one of my daughter's friends was over and I guess her parents gave her an air tag, but I've never seen it on my phone. So I didn't know what it was. So I texted my husband. I'm like trying to track me. Mm. Guess his response. Uh, what? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> <That's him. laughs> He's such an ass. <laughs> We were laughing afterwards. He is so not the like track Don't me Don't take type. yourself too seriously, honey. Yeah, That's he's so like, funny. calm down, bitch. If I got to track you, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. That's kind yeah. of my point. Yeah. If you feel like you I have to track somebody, I think there's deeper issues. Same with the trying to read your partner's text messages or DMs or something. I did that one time, it, like when I was first dating my husband. Uh-huh. And it like, it, I saw like a number on his thing and I, it was just like calling my name. You know what it was an ex-girlfriend that oh wrote it was like their anniversary from when they were dating like she just wrote the date and sent it to him and I'm like oh she wrote thinking of you and so I said I'm something so, to him. my blood pressure just rose so much that I can't even talk no I was <laughs> we were just dating and I was like sure. why would she send you I mean listen I've gotten texts before like whatever I ignored it too and I understandably so when you're dating so I was like, why? Oh my God, I went on and on about it. And he was like, because she's an idiot. It's done. Oh, good response. I had nothing to hide. It's not like I deleted it, but can we talk about something else? Feel like you need to go through my phone, look through it if you want, but like you should trust your man. Sometimes it calls to you, you cannot help yourself. I wish I was a better person and I was more confident that I felt like I just, I was above looking at someone's text messages, but I'm not. And I've done it before. And even now, was, like even now. I did it not too long ago. And I got myself in trouble because this text came through and sometimes it'll go off. So you're just kind of like trying to turn it off. And I happened to read it mm -hmm. and I just happened to read it. It she fell right in front of my eyes. My <laughs> finger happened to like swipe up the phone and like press the thing. I don't know. It was so weird. I don't even know how it all happened. I blacked <laughs> all out and all of a sudden I'm yeah. reading the text messages. <laughs> but it was him and his friend who was staying here at the time helping us open the art gallery. And they were talking about some bullshit. I didn't even know did not know the context and because every I'm such a narcissist apparently and everything's about me I thought it was about me and I got mad at Rob like what what do you, what do you mean and he's like that's not even about you like what the fuck are you talking about and don't read my fucking text what are you doing like you're right you're right 
He did, however, one time when we, very long time ago, when we lived in New York, he ran into an ex-girlfriend at this event we were doing for Threadbanger a million years ago. And he fucking gave her his phone number and she texted him on Valentine's Ooh. Day a couple weeks later. Ooh. And I almost murdered both of them. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not going to lie. We were actually going through a rough patch in our relationship. This was many years ago before we got married. We almost broke up. We went to Burning Man that year and it was really hard. I, I had the worst fucking time. I cried every day at Burning Man. Burning Man can either be amazing or a goddamn shit show if you're not feeling confident in yourself. I was not feeling good in my relationship and it was the worst time I've ever had. I think those kinds of events, if you're not in a good place oh, in your love life, so hard. sometimes Ooh. those things could really just go the other direction. That's part of love. That's part of loving. But part of loving is also so beautiful. So yes, it comes with a huge- Love is so important. It is. I said that, I think it was episode two, but I really do believe that love is the reason for living. I know it sounds super hippie mm-hmm. and woo woo woo, but I think ultimately it comes down. Our emotions are derived from two things. And I've read some research about this, but they're derived either from fear or from love. And I'm going to try to choose love as much as possible. I know I do still make some decisions that are based in fear because mm-hmm. there are scary things. Fear of the unknown. We have a tendency just like these personality tests. We need to explain everything. And sometimes like you say a lot, the noise, it's just so overwhelming and it really is so simple a lot of our decisions are either based in fear or in love all of our decisions some would say i just think love is so important and spreading that poly positivity vibe yeah amen rob actually just put out a video on threadbanger he interviewed a local artist who makes signs they say love love one another but it's always has the word love somewhere and he puts them up all over town and it really does make you feel there's some people that really hate them like like, I love my punk rock goth kids that are like a really. <laughs> That's fucking lame. I do think there is such a thing as toxic positivity. There are some situations that just really fucking suck. And no Mm -hmm. amount of everything happens for a reason or it's going to be okay makes somebody feel better. So I do think there is toxic positivity, but I think love is different. Love is just so important. It is important. And there's going to be things in your life that you're not going to love while you're in love. Like, so that's something that you have to work on. And that's why we always say it. When you meet somebody that you want to date, it's important to keep up that communication, which I know a lot of people, the big C word. It's hard. It's really hard. hard. And I consider myself as pretty chill. I I mean, I like to think that I'm chill. I know I have like a lot of energy. (laughs) You don't think I'm chill? No, I think that you are a go with the flow type of person. Mm-hmm. You're very open to whatever's happening. Yeah. And that way, we're both very chill. But I don't know. In other ways, not so chill. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I can have a quick temper. I do a lot of meditating to try to not react Mm -hmm. so quickly because I can have a very quick reaction that isn't great sometimes, especially with people that I love. It's so weird that you, the people closest to you and the people that you love the most are the ones you end up hurting the most. So you have to be really careful with your words and how you react to things. That's one thing you can control is how you react to things. And sometimes it's not so great. Like you were saying, you got called negative earlier. As much as I'm 
trying to be poly D positivity, I can still be negative about shit. I can be very nihilistic and say things like none of this shit matters. I'm gonna fucking do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> but right. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I think it does matter how you feel on a daily basis. And I feel much better when I'm spreading love than I do when I'm feeling really shitty about things. So trying really hard. Yeah, I think that we're learning so much in this process and coming into our own and also kind of owning who we are as individuals and trying to really block out that noise because listen, this was not easy for me to do and come out here and say all these crazy stories and share my personal life. Mm -hmm. But this is very therapeutic and we hope to help people because it is hard. I grew up in an environment where you don't often talk about a lot of these things. Oh my goodness. You don't talk about sex. You don't talk about the bad things in your relationship. You don't talk about if you've partaken in any kind of anything that's not legal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Telling you guys a story about going to a shady person's apartment that I mean, that is not okay. We're not saying these things are okay. We have been learning throughout our lives. And that's why we started this podcast because we've seen each other grow. We've had great times. We've had awful fucking times. Mm -hmm. So the love between us is there. And even though we don't even always agree, even as friends on certain topics, it that doesn't take away from our love because we know the love is there. And I think that we respect each other's mindset or viewpoint. I think you really have to be accepting of other people's perspectives because everyone has grown up differently and has different life experience. So we're all going to have different perspectives on things and that's okay. But it goes back to the big C word communication. This is true in any relationship that you're going to have in your life, not just a romantic relationship, but your friendships and your family. Every relationship is going to take communication. And there, are, like you said, there are going to be times where we disagree on stuff, but that shouldn't end our relationship. No. We should be able to talk about these things. And I think there is a big breakdown of that. You know, a lot of relationships have really been through it in the last three years. And yeah. I've seen a lot of people break up and it sucks. And that's a lot to do with communication. I would never cancel a friendship. And I know I have friends who say things along the lines, if they believe X, Y, or Z, I'm, I cannot be friends with them. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel that way. I don't think that's the way to help heal our, our problems in this world. I think we really need to be communicating with people that have different viewpoints than us. And yes. it's just not happening enough. There's not enough communication. No. Love equals communication to me. Both of those words stand together in my brain. I have a struggle getting my feelings out the right way. Another thing on my list that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. 101 Things Wrong With Me by Corinne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I really would love to be the best version of myself. I see negative shit on the news. And I think that's the problem that like, it's not that I am waking up with negativity this morning. It's that I read a couple things yesterday. And then one thing led to another. And there was like some bad news this week. A friend of mine from high school passed away. A friend of mine's husband passed away. Like a friend of a friend's husband passed away. Whatever. There has been a few deaths this week. So like, it does suck. Life is going to be shitty sometimes. You're allowed to feel those feelings. 
things. Let right. it happen. Don't keep it all bottled up inside because that ain't good for anybody. Either. I was listening to something yesterday and this person said, life is not about always being happy. Life is about life. Life is about good parts of life, bad parts of life. And life begins, life ends. Death is a part of life. Sickness is a part of life. All of these are the cycles of life. And we're all going to go through them at separate times with separate people. And I think it's all about just understanding that we're all in it together. And yes, you hear about all the bad shit out there. But for every bad thing that you hear, believe me, there's so many good ones as well. So it is good to try to stay on that positive force. And like we always say, we we do believe in energy, the two of us. That's something that we both agree on. So I think we should lead with better energy. Like Corinne said, smile, say hi to people. Just try. Give somebody a fucking compliment, bitches. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost money. It's free. And you make somebody feel better. We can all look good. We can all win. And we can yeah. all be successful. And we can all fucking There's support each other. There's enough for everybody. There's enough in the fucking pot, people. We don't need, we don't to, need to drag people through the mud, yeah. you know? Let's all just fucking build one another up. And I think about this all the time. This one time, I used to jog when I lived in LA. And there was this road everyone would jog down. And I'm jogging and I'm struggling. Jogging is hard. My back Hell hurts. Yeah. My knee hurts. Hey, it's jogging. fucking hard. So I'm jogging and I'm about to pass somebody who's going the opposite direction. And he gives me a fucking high five. Like he high fived me and it made me feel so good. I was like, Hell yeah. ah, that is so Yeah, cool. it's a team player. And I still think about it. It's been 10 years. Okay. It's a team player. <laughs> yes. I met a healer the other day and I asked her a question. She's like an energy healer. And I, I said to her, oh, does this person seem like they're giving bad energy or bad vibes? And her response was, mm -hmm. you're only going to receive bad energy from that person if that's where you're putting your mind. If you're putting your mind that that person's able to give you bad energy, like, oh, oh I don't know what happened to me. That person must have jinxed me or put the bad energy. If you're believing that people could do that to you, then yeah, it's going to happen to you. So hmm. that's that was her advice So it's on like it. blocking out, like you have to put your bad energy blocker. She said you need to almost like build yourself a little bubble shield and that's your personal zone. If you allow people to tap into that, they're going to tap in. Yep. You got to put your hater blockers on. Yeah. And you're going to encounter haters every single day. Anyone can be guilty of it too. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. hard. You have to really work at being a champion for other people. I don't know. It's really hard. <laughs> It can be hard. Like I've felt jealousy before. Of course. And it's not easy being human. The human condition, we're living, breathing, feeling, passionate, flawed, beautiful creatures. Yeah. You're not going to be perfect. All you can do is try to shift things as you feel them come up. That's kind of what right. meditation does. When you feel something, a negative thought or any thought come up, you try to process it and then let it go. Mm -hmm. Not dwell on it too long. Essentially, if you're sharing a piece of good news with a person, if they are not rooting for you and they're not your party motivator, it essentially has zero to do with you and everything to do with them because they're sitting there looking in on themselves. Oh, this person's doing this. Why aren't I doing that? That person isn't even aware they're doing that to you. My advice to that would be to just maybe stop talking about anything that has to do with you in that moment. Mm -hmm. Focus on that person for a minute. Make them feel good. Yeah. Hey, girl. Wow, you look great today. Or... 
I saw the way you did this. That's really cool or whatever to kind of show them like, let's all fucking throw some good shit at each other. I just had a thought specifically with the podcast. I've had this feeling before. And so I'm speaking from my own personal experience and feelings that I've had. Someone tells you they're doing something, say starting a podcast. And then there's a lot of emotions. You are happy for them, but then your insecurities start kicking in because you can start saying things to yourself like, oh, well, I really wanted to start a podcast. Now I don't want to start one because they are going to think I started a podcast just because they started a podcast. Mm-hmm. Why am I so lazy that I haven't started my podcast yet? What do I have to do? To start? Like people start really freaking out because yes, they probably had that thought. They want to do it too. Again, we're like, you know, human nature. I want to play in the sandbox with your shovel when you're playing in the sandbox with that shovel. I want to play with that shovel. And it's hard. <laughs> More people need to realize you can start a podcast too. There's already thousands of them. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel over here. Start a podcast. We're going to support you. And I know there's some people that are weirded out that we started a podcast because they're in their feelings about it. And that's kind of what happens. I, I have one person that that stands out in my mind. When I had started my fitness business, mm. uh, a friend of mine wrote me and said, you're really inspiring me. Mm-hmm. And I love everything that you're doing. You're literally giving me the motivation. I'm like, yeah, girl, get it. Yep. And now she's her own fitness instructor and killing it in the game. And I'm so happy for her. And we have two separate little businesses. There's enough room for everyone to have a totally. voice in any industry. There's enough mm-hmm. room for everyone to participate. Yep. It's not a competition between having enough or not enough or there's not enough room. I think my final thought for today would be lead with love. Thank you, Chloe, for writing that in because love is so important. I agree with Corinne. I live for love. My kids could drive me effing bananas, but I love those little kids so much. And my husband could drive me crazy or I could drive him crazy. I could drive myself crazy for all that matters. Like sometimes I don't love myself. I'm like, oh, you're being a bitch today. Stop. Like I'll even tell myself that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do a shift. It's as simple as that. It seems really corny just like the corn on my toe (laughs) (laughs) it seems really corny but it's that simple just to tell yourself stop let's shift it around let's rewind and sometimes I even do that with Rob in our relationship I can feel like things are starting to get a little hairy here let's shift it let's not even talk about this anymore because apparently we're not on the same page about it and we both need to rethink this so what do you do then lead with love or let's shift it let's not even talk about any shift shifting let's bring it back So you're putting like what the healer said. You got to put that shield around you and don't let anybody into that space. Mm -hmm. If if you're scrolling on Instagram like me sometimes and some weird fucking cancer article pops up. That's the thing. It's hard. And the internet can kill your whole day. That's why I try really hard not to have it be the first thing I do when I wake up. Because I wake up and I like to scroll in bed for a little while. I know a lot of people do that. And it can fuck your whole day up if you read something depressing. So I've tried really hard not to do that. I wait to pick up my phone for as long as possible. I think we should give everybody a little homework assignment. I like a homework assignment. It's so easy. I'm ready. Try to give out five compliments a day. 
Five compliments could be to your male person, the Amazon driver, could be to a school teacher, could be to a friend, a family member. A random person on the street. Yeah. I fucking I, love doing that. There's this camp at Burning Man called the Compliment Camp. I love that. And they just sit there all day and people walk by and they give them compliments. Oh my goodness, I love your boots. Your hat's amazing. You're fabulous. Best thing ever. It's so fun. And on that beat, it's time for us to end this episode of the Hot Cocoa Show. As always, thank you so much for listening please make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts and dm us your topic ideas to at hot cocoa show on instagram and until next time keep it fucking real keep it real and don't go to a stranger's apartment Love you, Co. Love you, Coco. I love talking about love with you. I loved it. 